0: That shit scared the hell out of me. Thought I literally thought I was dead. <laughs> I, I thought I was dead. I just blacked out and like was rolling <laughs> on the ground. I thought he killed me. <laughs> I sort of bang and then
1: What is going on, everyone? This is episode three of the Herpeticulture Podcast. I am Justin Smith of Palmetto Coast Exotics with...
0: Jacob Bratz from JLB Morelia.
1: The usual mm-hmm. duo.
0: Tag team, man. Coming
1: back for episode three. This episode, we figured we'd talk about reptiles as a business. Um, the ins, the outs, why you should do it, why you shouldn't do it. Uh, a little bit of everything, kind of more so... The reality of breeding reptiles, because there's a lot of people who think mm-hmm. that it's just you get some animals, you put them together, you get babies, you sell them, you don't even have to put in any work. It's a breeze. It's a yeah. you know it's a walk in the park.
0: You're just gonna make a make a That's bunch of money. The, not and... the case.
1: So, yeah. <clears throat> um, where to start? So it's it's often that we'll see. You know, we talk about this, it seems, every episode now, like Facebook groups, Mm -hmm. because forums used to be the thing. You know, before Facebook groups, there was forums, and this is where you still saw the same stuff you see on Facebook, but now, you know, it's changed. Everyone's at Facebook, so people are going to be there for that anyways. Forums have more or less kind of died. But you still get people who post the questionable threads. They start the questionable things where people kind of wonder uh why are they here and what are they doing right so <laughs> so facebook groups will often see people who join and i mean longevity doesn't necessarily have a lot to do with it but as far as them joining the group and then instantly being like hey i just bought uh this pair of corns or kings or uh you know tortoises turtles whatever anything reptile related and we'll see them come in the groups and say i just bought these uh uh, usually it's followed up with how do i take care of them and then
2: (laughs) (laughs) what do i got to do to breed them
0: that is one thing i cannot stand um if you're going to get an animal man you you got to know what you want to do with it is it just going to be a pet are you getting it for breeding do your research know how to take care of it Know what you're, know what you're getting yourself into or else it's, it's going to go sideways Mm -hmm. really quick and that animal's not going to, not going to prosper.
1: Yes. So it's usually, so we get that question first Mm -hmm. a lot of the times and then either in the same post on occasion or later you get, okay, I've had these things for a month now. Uh, Can anybody give me tips on how to breed them? And it's just like, it hurts a little bit. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, because then you wonder if they're just doing it because they think there's some sort of money involved that will right. make them, you know, get them some extra cash, get them paid. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's just, that's not the case. No. Um, unfortunately, it's... <clears throat> the thing for me when it comes to this stuff is if you're going to breed an animal, I think you should have... A lot of uh, you should have time with that species just working with them, right? And f- you know, really fine tuning care,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, and not just jumping the gun and like wanting to breed instantly. And that's another whole right. that's a whole another problem is there's a lot of people who, and I'm, I mean, I'm guilty of this too, and, and I'm sure you are as well. Mm-hmm. Like, you see something you really like, and you're like, oh man, like, gotta have it's it. It's <laughs> not even about necessarily keeping me anymore, it's just like, I want to breed them, yeah, yeah. Like, so many people want to go that extra step, like, they don't, they, breeding is, for whatever reason, that's become kind of the the big trend, Mm -hmm. It's like, you can't just keep an animal, like, if you have them, you're like, I gotta breed them.
0: Yeah, yeah, I I feel like a lot of people, you know, there's still a lot of people out there who just keep purely for the fun of keeping reptiles, but... I feel like everybody nowadays into seeing how big breeding has become, you know, mm-hmm. these a lot of people are looking at places like BHB or prehistoric pets yeah. or underground reptiles. They're looking at these, you know, huge, huge. And pet and I can stores. I can do that. Yeah. And you know, you, you really gotta know what you wanna do when you when you start keeping. You gotta right. have an idea of where you wanna go, what you want your business to be and what do you want to and what you wanna work with and i you know like you like you said earlier you really have to put time in into keeping and mm-hmm. kind of figure out and um that was really the route i went with um, a lot of my collection i mm-hmm. got younger stuff because a it was more affordable but b right i wanted that gives to gives you the time
1: to to work with exactly. them and get it where you want i
0: wanted to perfect the species i wanted to i wanted to keep them through all stages mm-hmm. of their life you know raise them from something small to something big and then breed, you know, mm-hmm. like I didn't want to just get, get an adult and then start breeding. Mm-hmm. I wanted to go through that cycle of, you know, of putting it through each stage of its life. And, um, I've really, i personally really enjoyed it. And plus I just, I like watching babies grow. Yeah. I like being able to say like, yeah, I've had this thing since I was a hatchling. Now mm-hmm. it's bred for me, you know, multiple times and, and, and that's the, great success. Like that, that just makes me, that gives me more pride in, right. in what I'm doing. And um, that's the
1: cool thing is like you win twice. Cause you, you not only get to like see this animal grow and progress progress and mm-hmm. you know with the chondros it's it's so I, I it's hate so that I cool. reference chondros so much yeah. but I love that species so much yeah yeah that group is so cool but it's just really cool to get a baby and like have no idea how it's going to turn out right yeah but you get to watch it happen and it requires right. patience and like you know you really want to mm-hmm. just like if I could skip to you know three years from now to see how some of my babies right. look you know I, I want to but at the same time I don't yeah yeah I just I want to see what how they how they turn out and how exactly. they end up looking as adults, but. That's kind of the excitement of, of that, and you know, not all species go through such a drastic change. Like the cresteds right. change a good bit. Yeah, the gargoyles kind of do. Mm-hmm. There's a, there's not as much of a of a drastic change with gargoyles that I've found uh, than mm-hmm. with cresteds. But uh, like I've seen some some pictures recently in some of the progression groups for cresteds, mm-hmm. where you see a baby, and by the time it's an adult, it looks absolutely nothing. Looks like it, you nothing. would not have ever guessed that that was the same animal. We.
0: Um... <clears throat> uh next girlfriend of mine had um had a gecko and when she bought it it was um it looked nothing, nothing like the adult. It, looked, it, it turned out to be a super Dalmatian. Mm-hmm. But when she bought it, it maybe had one or
1: two spots on it. Yeah, the, the Dals it. are like, cool.
0: I thought that was really yeah. cool. Like, to watch I watch the Dals pictures, just explode because yeah. it's
1: funny. I'll sell to people, you know, I'll sell them a Dal and I'll I'll tell, sell them a baby and I'll be like, this thing's going to have a ton of spots as an oh, adult. Yeah. Like that much I can pretty much guarantee. Yeah, even though as They're a baby, like, it doesn't it look really like much now, but anything. give, it, give yeah. it a year or two and you'll be amazed.
0: Yeah, it, I think it's really cool. And, yeah, you know, I, you know, I, I like watching that progression, you know. I watched, you know, some of my younger carpets, you know, change, gain more yellow with some of the Jaguars and, you know, just as they grew. And I think it's really cool to watch personally. Um, Again, referencing carpet pythons because, you know, it's my thing. Yep. (laughs) As
1: always. (laughs) But what you mentioned as far as the bigger breeders, that's actually one of the notes I have is people see these people on YouTube. Right. um, And they assume that. Like you can do that too. And I'm not saying you can't make reptiles a full time right. job, but 99.9% of people, realistically, it, you can't do it.
0: Yeah. And at least
1: captive, like working with only. You know a handful of species doing that as a full-time job is really not something that's all that feasible in no. my opinion
0: yeah i agree if you're going to do this full-time then you need to have
1: you have to cover the spread you have to cover you, have, you to have, have to have everything. just about
0: everything under the sun you know you have to because making that just your full time is you have to have a lot of animals mm-hmm. and a lot of times it's just not realistic. And I'm not saying you shouldn't strive for that if that's what you want to do. I can but be done. Yeah, uh, just, absolutely. Just but the amount of it would work take, that it takes it would take to make years. it happen. Yeah. It would take years, a lot of time, a lot of work, and a lot of dedication. You mm-hmm. really, If you're going to do that full time, you really have to love what you're doing. You have to be prepared to keep thousands of yeah. animals to, to be able to support your business and then your living situation. See, and that's and, the
1: thing too, is like people don't look at it, look at the whole picture. No. You know, when it comes to having that many animals, you obviously have caging,
0: right? Food, yes. Cost of the animals,
1: (laughs) and if you're breeding stuff, you know, you're gonna probably gonna want to you're gonna want to put more money into breeders. You're gonna want to invest more into those animals. You know.
0: Yeah, like for Um, for me and you know my business is I am 100% aware is that I am not gonna make any money like putting in my mm -hmm. pocket as far as you know extra cash off my business for a while several years yeah. because you know right now i because i'm doing this because i want to just want to work mm-hmm. with the animals so anything i make from my business is to go back into it yeah. to improve my collection to improve my business to, to get yeah. more animals to get better animals and then maybe one day when you know i'm Bigger and have you know have a mm-hmm. set thing, then maybe I'll be able to make right. a little bit of extra cash. Mm-hmm. But it's not going to be anything. You're not going to be
1: able to quit your day job. No, and absolutely not. Okay, like, hey, guys, <laughs> I'm going to go breed carpets. I'll see you later. Yeah,
0: like it's just it's it's not realistic, you know. It's, especially if you're only working with say carpets and green trees. Like yeah, they're awesome animals, and you'll sell some, mm-hmm. but. There's a whole lot more people out there that work with a whole lot more different stuff. And if you want to make that full time, you got to work with all that stuff. You got to,
1: you got to, you know, yeah, you got to do lizards, you Mm got to do the bread and butter stuff that's popular. Um, you know, I, I don't know of anybody breeding chondros that does it full time. No, not just, or even carpets or, you know, balls. Maybe I don't, you know, being fairly ignorant to that, that corner of the hobby and not really (laughs) keeping up with it. You know, there's, there's a possibility. I'm sure there are people that are doing balls full time, Yeah, Um, but they're probably also traveling to shows like every weekend. Right. With, and not and even that, locally, but, like, in a region.
0: That That's the other thing is, you know, you you can sell. You'll sell online and everything, but when you get to that point is you have to go to shows every chance you get to, mm-hmm. to try and sell more because you have to constantly be trying to yeah, move animals. Yeah, it's like it's so almost
1: life on the road, almost. It, it,
0: yeah, you, like, you have to be going all over the United States, and, yeah, that, that sounds really cool. That sounds like a lot of fun, you know, traveling all these places and vending at these shows, but it's... It's got to be a lot of work. I've never done it, but I can only mm-hmm. imagine, you know, driving safe. You know, we're here in South Carolina and then we, you're if we want to, to go to Florida, you're having to go to North Carolina, Georgia, Tennessee, even farther than that. Yeah. You want to go to the bigger shows cause you have more opportunities. Say Tinley, you know, that's right. all the way in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Like make that drive. I've driven to the Chicago before. It's not fun. It's See, a- <laughs>
1: and even then that that's funny cause that brings up another thing. You know, I've thought about vending shows. I put a lot of thought into it, and mm-hmm. the issue I see with that is you pay for booth space. Oh yeah, you pay for hotels because if you're gonna stay there for the weekend, you gotta. I mean, yep. unless you're gonna sleep in your car.
0: Yeah, um, you gotta pay for, pay gas, for lodging, there.
1: pay for gas. Uh, like I said, the booth fee, mm-hmm. the initial upfront cost of like displays and stuff. If you wanna take it that far. Mm-hmm. Food uh, any promo materials there. you want to hand out, like mm-hmm. business card, like there's just so much more to it than just like put these animals together yeah, and then we're like, going to sell them. It's like, not,
0: it's not just sitting at a table and selling mm-hmm. a bunch of animals. Like yes. there's so much that goes into it because you have to go up the day, the day before the show, get everything set mm-hmm. up, have your stuff ready. Yep. You know, you got to be able so to two eat nights are there. Yeah, exactly. You know, you got to eat while you're there. Mm-hmm. Um, the gas to get there. You know, and that could that alone could be a lot. And that's what I'm saying It's like
1: after all that adds up. You have to sell a lot just to cover the cost of that, just to break even. Yeah,
0: like you, especially if you're going to somewhere like Tinley, you know, from where we oh, are, yeah. or even you know, even Florida, like that's that's a long drive. Yeah. You know, you you really have to sell a lot just to cover cost of that show. So yeah, that's, and then you have to sell even more to make anything from it. Mm-hmm. Um, so you so know, that's been yeah. my
1: reservations with doing shows mm-hmm. is like, do you really want to do all that? just and then, to really not not, and then not have anything to really single, show for yeah, it and it's know, like I'd much rather you know call me lazy I'd much rather just market my stuff online more and just no, do online sales
0: yeah it's I can I can't imagine how many people go to a show and don't sell a single a single
1: animal I think it's probably and probably a lot a lot yes i i well maybe not a that. single animal but you know not, not only a handful much, yeah. you know maybe only a fraction of what they brought right um it's but it's i just I put a lot of thought into it, mm. and I just don't know that it that it's that it's worth. It. It'd it be fun still.
0: Yeah, and but along with all of that, um, to get a Repticon booth, it's like a year waiting list. Mm-hmm. So you have to know you have to know that you're gonna have right. something to sell in a year's time. Yeah, like you have to know you're gonna have stuff, mm-hmm. and that's that's hard, man. That that's hard. Yeah, because things unless, do happen. You know, I mean, you unless could've... you're doing this, you know, full time again, then you know that that's a different story. Yeah. But you have to know what you're going to have. You have to be prepared mm-hmm. to spend a lot of money in order to in order just to vend at one of these shows.
1: And, Which uh, I've also realized if you're doing this full time, there's a very good chance you're probably not selling all captive bread stuff.
0: Oh yeah, no. A lot of people like it's lot,
1: not financially feasible, no. space-wise, any of that, resource-wise, to yeah. just sell nothing but CB animals and have that many, that much of a spread of, yeah. of a selection and, and different groups, you know, and, and turtles, you, tortoises, lizards, right. whatever, snakes. The, you'll um,
0: you'll probably have imports, and then you'll also be buying from other breeders mm-hmm. just to turn around and flip. Like yeah. that's just that's just the name of the game. It's mm-hmm. how you're gonna have to make it here because. Having the breeding stock of carpets, green trees, ball pythons, tortoises, tegus, monitors, like you have to cover a lot of that stuff and having a breeding stock of all of that is a lot. Mm-hmm. You have to have a huge yeah. area and you have to have a lot of animals to, then that, to be that, able to make it full time. And that, that
1: ties into investing in, in quality breeders, yeah, absolutely. you know, who, uh, healthy animals and it it it's just like i said it's not that it can't be done
0: no and we're not trying to crush anybody's dreams here understand just, that when, you, yeah, when you're going
1: into this that that it's not going to be yeah you have easy. to
0: you have to be realistic about it you know mm-hmm. just what we're getting at is just don't jump into this headfirst thinking you're going to sell a bunch of animals and it'll be easy and yeah. won't be a problem is what what we're trying to get across here is that people need to realize that it's not just going to be a walk in the park mm-hmm. and you're not going to be a breeder going full-time in a year's time. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it'll t- it will take a lot of time and a lot of work.
1: Because so I've noticed, too, you know, you don't get a lot of guys that are breeding corns or kings that are also, like, there's not a lot of a crossover between the the cliques in the community. Mm-hmm. You know, you have the lizard guys, the chelonian yeah. guys, the amphibian guys, snake guys. There's not a ton of overlap with people doing a lot of, you know, working with multiple stuff like that. Like, you get snake eyes that have their handful of snake projects, and maybe they'll have a pair of, I don't know, tegus or something, or like me, you know, have a bunch of cresteds and then have some snakes. You just, you don't get a ton of overlap like that, and so it, I completely lost my train of thought, but...
0: But the overlap comes into those big full-time it's also breeders. It's niche. Yeah, yeah, like guys, guys like Nerd. Um, he breeds yeah. tagus, he breeds he's monitors, everything. he breeds ball pythons, blood pythons. Like, he covers every mm-hmm. end of the spectrum, and he does it full time. Like yeah. he does, and he's succeeded, and he's very successful with it. And mm-hmm. he does, he produces a lot of really, really high-quality animals. But I can only imagine the time. That he's put into his business. It's not, getting it wasn't overnight. Was, no, it was not. I can only imagine it, it was several, mm-hmm. several years, you know. I mean,
1: uh, even my stuff, like, I took the slow route. Right. Getting mine. Because like I said in the first episode, you know, I, I did this without a loan, mm-hmm. without, you know, credit cards. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, you know, it, take, it took me longer to get it to where it is now, and it's still going. I'm not anywhere right. near I'd like to be, but, you know. I'm not in a hurry. I'm not going anywhere.
0: And my collection has been, has been the same way is, you know, I got, I had to get babies because Mm -hmm. it was a, it was affordable and B I just, I kind of wanted the babies. I wanted to grow them up. And uh, so it's taken time to get anywhere. You know, I managed to get my hands on a few older animals, Mm -hmm. you know, um, just to speed up the process a little bit. Um, but I've never bought a breeder ready animal. Mm -hmm. I've been given one this, this past year, a friend of mine, um, yeah, Yeah. uh, I got, I was given a big, uh, female Jaguar and, uh, she, you know, she was already breeder ready, but that was just a special situation Mm -hmm. because my friend had to get rid of her fast and he knew I would take care of her, you Mm -hmm. know? So he was just, you know, kind of take her off my hands. Um, and if you're buying
1: babies too, like you did, you know, there's with with carpets especially, I think, you know, you buy animals that don't have any information on them. Right. And you have no idea. You know, they could sell it as something pure or, you know, mm. this was produced by so-and-so. But you have nothing saying it was. When you right. buy them young like that and you buy them straight from reputable people like that, There's no, there's no gray area in there you know there's no space for right informational error
0: i've actually moved some of the most of my animals i didn't have proper lineage on um some of the stuff that i wasn't sure what was in the subspecies and everything because i wanted to focus i changed my focus on um i want to stick with more of the purity stuff so i've got my handful of animals from high quality breeders mm-hmm. who I trust and I know I can, I can, I can trust right. what There's they docu- told me. You have documentation exactly. that it is you what know, it is. I have background on every single animal I have except, you know, my first carpet, which mm-hmm. I'm keeping, you know, just for a pet purpose because I mean, right. he, he was the one that started everything. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he's just, you know, he's just a pet, but everything else, you know, I have documentation of where they came and, you know, I have, I've got all the information I need and you know, honestly, anything that I didn't really have or I was kind of losing focus on, I, I ended up moving. Mm-hmm. because you know I I've changed my focus right. on things that you know I want you know and want to work with and have that desire to work with so yeah
1: and it's it depends on on to like what what you're who you're trying to to cater more to like are you right. bring animals yeah. for the purpose of like higher quality you know really hardcore on the lineage and documentation for other breeders right or are you just you know breeding stuff for someone who wants their first snake or you know just likes to keep a handful isn't really interested in breeding Mm. so it's kind of it's tough because i mean ideally you kind of want to you kind of want to cater to both in a sense but because not everyone's going to want to buy you know a six hundred dollar animal nine dollar animal but at the same time you know this is the issue i've had with the crested it's not really an issue but what i've noticed is you have some babies from maybe certain pairings that come out really nice you get a hand, you know two or three from a you know a pairing that year that come mm-hmm. out really smoking looking awesome a lot of the siblings on the other hand are kind of you know they're not something a breeder's going to be right jumping to get mm-hmm. so and this ties back into the the thing we talked about in the first episode with the pet quality versus breeder quality yeah which i hate it but it exists it like it's Absolutely. a thing yeah so i mean it is nice though cuz i've had people that don't want to spend a ton of money on a gecko they mm-hmm. just want one because they like them right and so then i have you know the the lower end quote unquote right uh not as high priced stuff for them and then i have the breeder quality stuff yeah. that i can hold back and i can i can market it differently so and,
0: and that's exactly <laughs> why um because you know like i said in the first episode i'm really big into irian jaya's you know the mm-hmm. uh um, and um and I, without a doubt in my mind, am going to breed normal pure IJ to IJ probably every single year. And just to cater to those people who don't want to spend four hundred dollars on like a granite or five, six, seven hundred dollars on an exanthic is like yes, I have a granite and I'm I'll be getting a head exanthic soon and then Aww. doing granite exanthic lines and stuff working with that. Um, but. I also just want to have pure little IJs, no hat, no nothing yeah. just because a, I love them. I, the, the wild type. Mm-hmm. It's hard to beat them, man. I just, I think they're so cool. It's man. just like, I like Ogeti's, corns
1: Ogeti yeah. for, and that's, that's exactly. my favorite of the bunch. You know, I like the morphs and stuff, but, yeah. but Ogeti, you can't beat a, a really no, nice looking man. Ogeti.
0: So, and it, so that's really, you know, I, obviously I want to cater to the people who want to breed and get into the granites and mm-hmm. uh, the the exantics, but I also really want to cater to the people who just want to spend, you they know, just want a carpet. they just want to spend a yeah. hundred bucks on a little area. They want Gia. a good
1: looking carpet. That's yeah. that's from quality. You know, that's, that's yeah. not going to have any health issues. It's right. not questionable.
0: And that, and that's the other thing is I want to provide a healthy animal with proper lineage. I know where they came. Mm-hmm. I can tell them, I can tell them exactly that this animal is pure, but yeah. it's still not expensive. You know, mm-hmm. a little, a little pure earring. Guy isn't going to sell for more than 100 120
1: bucks and i mean that's you still know? a bonus though because even if it's something they don't really care about you know it's still like hey you know yeah. mention it when they sell if you ever do sell it yeah here's documentation in case anybody you know because you're yeah. probably going to get asked if you sell something right does this have lineage or and then in you case can say, you yeah it does
0: yeah in case you ever you know you ever want to breed say you know you're you're you change your mind you know and decide you want to just and decide you want to breed then you know you have lineage on mm-hmm. the animal that i sold you and uh so that's that's kind of where I look at it. Is you know I agree with you. Is you know you wanna you wanna cater to the people that just don't want to spend a lot of money but want you know yeah. a carpet or a gecko or mm-hmm. anything really. But you also want to cater to the people who are ready to fork over, mm-hmm. you know, four, five, six, seven hundred dollars on yeah. something you know really nice. It um, is a slippery
1: slope though, because then you got to be careful, because you know, given carpet clutches and stuff, there's a good chance you know you might be sitting on some of the the less expensive stuff. You right. know, for longer. Um, you, think, you
0: think you'd think you sit on
1: the less expensive stuff for longer? Possibly. It depends. I mean, it, like, really all this boils down to how much effort are you putting into marketing? Right. Like, right. how how many different places are you posting these things for sale? Mm. If you're just posting them in, like, one group or just oh, on yeah. your Facebook, yeah. you're probably not going to move that much. But you get guys, uh, like, Ian at s Reptiles, to me. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Ian. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> awesome animal. Is the epitome of, he's, like to me he's the example of how you get stuff sold oh, because yeah, he is absolutely. in every chondro group mm-hmm. at like every possible outlet posting his animals and that's and exactly, it's all the same animals and yeah. like yeah you see it everywhere but at the same time like he's i see him selling animals left and right i, so I like, scroll through you do it. he
0: just posted one uh, some the other day and i was scrolling through and i saw like six of them sold sold yeah. sold i was like Dude, you just posted these. And these are morning. these nine hundred dollar animals. Yeah, not, dude, the cheapest one was I think eight something, and then so we like, had it up to a grand, man. And like, that's like, proof out there.
1: Yeah,
2: absolutely. So, and
1: that's that's also kind of the worry because if you if you go for just you start just doing the high end stuff, right? your market gets smaller because you don't have as many people looking to buy that.
0: Right. And that and that's what I was kind of getting at is somebody is much more willing to fork over a hundred bucks for a baby than 500 bucks for a baby or a yep. thousand. But you know, after I saw all that, I was almost questioning myself on that. I was like, man, how many people are willing to spend a thousand dollars on an animal? I've never spent anywhere close to that on, on an animal. Um, but there are absolutely people out there who will, it just,
1: and... it boils down to, I think it, it is entirely dependent on how much work you put into right. posting them, right. getting them sold. Cause you know, it is, that's a lot of work itself too. Right. You know, uh, a big thing with selling is you can take pictures with your cell phone Oh yeah. and they will be not, nice, you know, camera phones are, are getting pretty good, they, but they
0: work. Um, I
1: come to find that the higher quality of the image, oh, yeah. you absolutely. tend to get a better response. I agree 100% um, on that. So you have, you know, you have to take pictures of everything that's available. uh, And then there's the posting of everything Mm. on, you know, your page. However many groups you plan to do that. uh, Places like Fauna, you know, Kingsnake, whatever. Beer. Um, It just, it's, it's, there's a lot involved just all around.
0: And on the other side of that, you know, going back to, to Ian, um, His that the animal quality he has been if you want to get your name out there and start selling stuff is when you do sell stuff you have to make sure that animal's up to par you know because if you sell one bad animal with mites parasites or whatever people are gonna know yes like and that's gonna hurt your name bad you know the the, the boi
1: threads are forever
0: yeah, so you know, you have to make sure the quality is there. You have to make sure you're selling healthy animals, you know. Mm-hmm. If you do that for long enough, you're going to get popular. Yeah. You know, because people are gonna know that you always sell quality. Reputation animals. means a lot. Yeah, and I've got I've got to give a shout out to a friend of mine, Stephen Katz, out in uh, California. Like I, I've dealt with him a lot, mm-hmm. and he was one of the first people I started talking to about carpets when I got into into breeding. And he talked with me, and he I've bought several animals from him, and he has sold me nothing but quality. So I throw his name out to everybody who at, who yeah. comes to me about carpets. You know, just somebody the other week asked me where to get a breadline, and I was like, "Well, I'll tell you where I got mine." Mm-hmm. And and she's awesome; like she was perfect when mm-hmm. I got her. Um, so that that goes that goes a really long and that's, way. Yeah,
1: and that we've talked about this before uh, outside of the the podcast, but uh, like helping people out and being available for people that are you know either potential buyers or buyers. Mm uh you know if they're asking you to come down a few bucks on the price or whatever doing that small that small stuff i think yeah pays you like you get so much more out of that as far as customer loyalty than than dollar bills ever will
0: and something for me that really um that really uh what's the word um helped me you know pick out the breeders that i liked you know and and Mm then the people that I started buying from is, you know, when I was learning about carpets and everything, is I went around and asked a few people about, you know, just some care, some yeah. genetics. Like the whole subspecies thing with carpets can be was very confusing for a yeah. long yeah. time yeah. learning how that was. And I asked a few people and wouldn't even get a response. Mm-hmm. But Stephen Kotz of SPK Reptiles. That's the stuff that came sticks out to you. When I, I messaged him and he came right back and he talked with mm-hmm. me for a long time explaining explaining this to me and he's he's the one that made it click in yeah. my head everybody else because it A, builds an association yeah and so with that that really that really helped me out and put him you know on the top of my list of breeders that I want to get from because he he was always willing to to help me out yeah. when I need. because when it you're and, shopping
1: around you know you've talked to somebody about it that builds familiarity so exactly. that when it is time to buy the first person you can think of is well, you know, I sort of started a relationship with this person in a sense, even if it's in a small way. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, that kind of stuff, that, that does come through.
0: Yeah, that, those little things go a long way. So I've had a couple people message me on uh, my Instagram account asking about, you know, carpets and everything. Yeah. And I make sure to reply to everybody yes. because I never want to be the guy that just blows somebody off because mm-hmm. they're a beginner and they don't know what they're talking yep. about. You know, I, you know, no matter how advanced I get, I always want to be able to talk to the people who just don't know anything about people. And And then, you know,
1: that's, that's a funny, that's like a pet peeve of mine too, is like communication. Like if I message somebody and I'm getting really short staccato, like one word answers, clearly you don't have the time to be bothered by anything I want to know. But, you know, with my, with anybody who buys geckos from me, you know, I make sure, you know, if they're, you know, I get a few people who, you know, they have a bunch of questions they're like, I'm sorry, I have so many questions. And I absolutely encourage it. I'm like, if you have a question, like, do not hesitate. Like there's like literally... There it will not be bothering me.
0: There isn't a stupid question because right. if they're if somebody's asking something about a snake or a gecko or whatever, it's like they obviously care enough to ask. Mm-hmm. You know, even if it's a simple question, you know, it's, it's a question for them, and they mm-hmm. and they would like to know, no matter how simple or how advanced it may be. Is, you know, they I just, and I think they deserve to to have an answer if you the, know it.
1: Yeah, I want the customer to be as. As comfortable as possible. Yeah, as comfortable,
0: as knowledgeable, you know. And, I want yeah, them to,
1: to not have any doubts or to have any second, mm-hmm. you know, uh, second guesses on anything. You know, mm-hmm. I want them to understand that, like, I am available. You're not bothering me. Like, whatever questions you have, I'll answer them. Right. And that's even the people that I know are just, like, kind of trolling me. Right. Um, you know, there's, every now and again, you'll get some people on Instagram that want to know, or, you know, any any platform, really, but they have questions and you can kind of tell that they don't know anything about what they want to buy. It's right. an impulse buy clearly. <clears throat> um, so I'll answer their questions and stuff, even though I know that they're, they're likely not going to buy anything Right. or, you know, I will refuse a sale. Like if I know you're, you just saw this like 30 seconds ago and all of a sudden you decided you want one. And then you ask me how much the gag was are. And then you ask what species they are. <laughs> okay. That's <laughs> what I'm kind of like. Um, I don't, you know, I don't have anything available right now, but you know, here's a few other people you can get in contact with, and it's you. I've it's also on the buyer's end. Like if you are not comfortable with a sale, selling to somebody because you don't think the animal's gonna get the care it deserves or the care it needs. I'll absolutely refuse a sale because I'm yeah, not gonna. I'm not gonna no. sell a like gecko that I know is just gonna yeah. die.
0: When when if somebody you know comes to me you know want, wanting to buy one of my carpets, you know I'm gonna ask them, "Have you ever kept carpets for before? Do you keep carpets currently?" And if they say no, well tell tell me how you take care of a carpet. What kind of setup are you gonna put this thing in? How are you gonna feed it? What's gonna be your process of mm-hmm. taking care of this? Because even though yeah you know it would be nice to sell an animal and make a little bit of money. I also care about my animals right. way more than I ever will about money. And if they're not going to get the proper care, I will absolutely refuse to sell. There's no if. The money, the money, the money is is
1: irrelevant if I know the. The, the, the money just to, not going to get it. Yeah, the money get to, to me is
0: just a perk of this. Yeah. You know, this has nothing to do with money for me. You know, it's it's just a perk that can, that comes along with you know breeding and selling animals. Yeah. But you know, I, I do this because I love my animals, mm-hmm. and I think. I think the uh, the science behind everything is is just amazing and so cool, and mm-hmm. that that's why I love to do this, and that's why I want to do this.
1: I did um, it just because I wanted to take the hobby to the next level. Yeah, there you know, I've been keeping stuff forever, and it's 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 fun, and I you know I still enjoy it even if I'm just keeping stuff. But it was just I wanted more of a challenge. You right. know, I wanted to be more involved with the animals. Yeah, you know, instead of just you know the weekly routine of right. feeding and cleaning and, and you know just looking at them and stuff, I wanted to take it a, you know a step further. Uh and if people I mean if that's what people want to do then go for it. Yeah. But absolutely. do like breed and keep the stuff you like. Right. Don't just breed the stuff that you think is gonna sell. Yeah. Like if you if you really enjoy uh Bearded Dragons, uh no crested, stag echoes, whatever.
0: It doesn't matter what it is. If that's yeah. what you want to do, then breed even, it. Like, even ball pythons, man. Like even though they don't are keep so something you don't enjoy. They, they are so <clears> overbred <throat> in the hobby, but man, if you if you love ball pythons, breed ball pythons. That's your Go you nuts. Know, that's your thing, that that's what you do, mm-hmm. you know. Again, no bash to the ball python people out there. <laughs> but uh, you know, just not my cup of tea and you know, that's and that's fine, you know. And if if somebody mm-hmm. loves their ball pythons, that is 100% fine for you to breed yeah. your ball pythons, man. Just, just you know. breed.
1: And that's that's like I told you the other night uh, when we were texting back and forth. Is you know a lot of the a lot of the guys that've been breeding for years and years and years and years and years. You know, they they'd start out breeding something, and they were kind of like, ah, you know, I didn't really like it, so I got out of it. And so they come to find over the years, like that's what they say is just breed breed what yeah, you enjoy. Yeah,
0: because honestly, I'm a firm believer in like if you don't If you're not breeding something you Mm -hmm. enjoy, the animal's care is going to lack 100%. And that's kind of why I'm choosing to um, get out of the blood python side of things and get more into more into the, carpets, the carpets and Morelia, mm-hmm. the Morelia genus in general. Um, because, you know, I've started working. I haven't been working with bloods for a long time. Yeah. But I quickly found out they just, they weren't for me. Mm-hmm. And I know, you know, I, obviously I would take care of my animals. But if I don't care about them like I do my carpets, yeah. you know, they, they deserve more than that. They deserve better than that. And they're going to get better care with somebody else who really cares about bloods. And so I'm making the decision to move you know most of my bloods, if not all. Um so
1: And I think you know. that's that's the thing too is you know you find that once it's it's a lot like uh I guess cars, you know, you have like mm-hmm. hardcore Ford guys and hardcore Chevy guys, and they can oh, tell yeah. you every single thing about like that make. Yeah. But when it comes to something else, they're like, Oh, I don't know, I'm a Ford yeah, guy. Have, you know? It's no the same idea. thing. Yeah. Like, you know, they can own other stuff and everything, and that's cool. But, like, you find the guys that that really get into a certain species yeah. and have bred that species for years and, you know, year after year. They absolutely know every in and out of that animal right. possible. And
0: that that's really where, where I want to get with Morea, yeah. the Morelia <clears throat> genus, you know, specifically carpets, obviously. But I really just want to work with the, the Morelia mm-hmm. genus getting some green tree pythons, some scrub pythons, you know, rough scale pythons somewhere in the future. Um, I really just want to, I want to try and perfect my keeping and my abilities mm-hmm. in that amongst that genus as much as possible because I think in my opinion the morelia genus is the most incredible genus in <laughs> out Preach. there you know i that's just my opinion you know not everybody would agree with, with me on that and that's fine but that's what that's i love that's what i that, enjoy that's what i love that's what i enjoy and that's what i'm going to mm-hmm. do you know it's uh it's mm-hmm. just one of those things man you you got to do this because you love it and if you don't people people it yeah. will
1: people will figure it out over time oh yeah <laughs>
0: it's very, you'll figure it out really people quick. can pick up on the bullshit oh yeah you know they can, they can tell.
1: Um, what else were we... Let me check my notes.
0: Yeah, I kind of went off there for a second. No, I mean, that's, <laughs> that's cool. That's what it's all about, though. Yeah, man.
1: Um, another thing people probably don't realize is, you know, they'll breed something and then they'll tell their friends about it and their friends are like, oh, yeah, I'll buy one whenever you have something. <laughs> yeah. And then when they actually have someone, they say, hey, you still want to buy one? They're like, oh, oh um. I didn't think you were no, actually going to yeah. do it. <laughs> so that's that's the other main point with breeding reptiles, you know, as a business, even if it's just a hobby business is, you know, don't expect everyone to come out of the woodwork to buy your stuff.
0: No, man. Like you're, you have to expect to sit on some animals for a while. Mm-hmm. Like it's just, it's just how it is, man. You know, especially, you know, while you're still small time and not. A lot of people know about you know you're out there like you're you're gonna have to sit on animals for you know possible you know months if not you know years at a time Mm -hmm. you know it's just it's just it's just the thing. And you know, you have to be prepared for that. I'm not, I'm not saying you will sit on all those animals for a but long time. There's a time. very good chance that you're yeah. likely going to
1: be stuck with a few extra ones. Yeah. Um,
0: um, you just have to be prepared for that, yeah. you know? Um,
1: and that's another thing that I was told a lot is, uh, you know, first kind of deciding whether I wanted to take it to the next, you know, go to the next, next step or not is a lot of people are like, be prepared to, to have a bunch of babies and be having them for a while, you know, cause mm-hmm. it's, it, And I, you, that's something that everyone will tell you. And I come to find that it's one of those things you really kind of, you kind of like, yeah, okay. And then you come to find your first year breeding. Mm. Oh crap. I have like 40 baby cresteds, and I now have to sell them all. Yeah. Like I kind of learned that my first year I was like, yeah, "Yeah, I'm going to have some babies and you know, it'll be fine. I'll kind of get them sold. And then I kind of saw how many eggs I was on. I was like, what
0: am I doing? (laughs) (laughs) What did I just get myself into? Why I do that?
1: But, yeah. I mean, it worked out, though. Yeah. It's just, that's, it's, I think the whole thing, people can tell you this stuff all day long. Oh, yeah. But, you know, there's going to be a hand, you know, not maybe not a majority, but a lot of people aren't going to, aren't going to, it's not going to click until they're actually experiencing it.
0: Oh, yeah. No, it's, uh, you live and you learn, man. That, that's, that's, that's a big thing is, uh, you know, you... <laughs> you learn from experience but that's part of the the growing that, that, pains of, part it too, of it too i think yeah. and that's also a part of running a business you know you're going to make some money some years gonna are going to be awesome some, some yeah. years are going to be terrible exactly you know yeah. it it's part of you know and that's not just in reptiles that's mm-hmm. in any business you could have um it's it's a part of life mm-hmm. you know it's and you have to be prepared for that
1: um, and after last year you know i produced a a good bit of babies um and just going through everything last year, I, you know, I decided that this year I, w- I wouldn't be breeding as many, you right. know, I, with trying to move more towards into, move more into snakes and focus more on snakes. You know, I was like, I'm not going to breed, you know, six plus pairs right. or, you know, six adults or, you know, whatever the, the math is on that. I can I'm terrible at it, but um, just, I wanted to focus less on how many I was breeding and put a lot more thought and focus into what I was breeding. Right. You know, I wasn't Kinda, just pairing yeah. them together, you know, Ooh. randomly last yeah, year or anything yeah. like that. I just, I put some pairs together and the babies I got were not kind of what I, what I expected. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I'm probably not going to do that pair again next year. Right. Um, but I do have a few adults that I didn't breed last year. Cause they weren't up to, up to size that are now. And I'm excited to be breeding them with some, some really high quality animals. So I was going for less this year, but really, really nice babies. Yeah.
0: And you know, again, that's, that's another focus people need to need to think about. Is are you going for quantity or quality? Mm-hmm. You know, that's you. You really need to think about that. You know, do you just want a bunch of stuff and produce a bunch of babies? You know, that are just normal, whatever. You know, yeah. n- nothing special type thing. Or do you want to focus on those really nice bloodlines? You want to focus on those really nice mm-hmm. designer morphs? Um, but that, that's
1: part of that. Who's your market? question right. you know right. i think there exactly. is an equilibrium you know where the amount you're breeding and the quality you're breeding are going to intersect to where mm-hmm. you're kind of at that sweet spot where you have you know
0: a good quantity a both, of quality <laughs> like uh,
1: both that are gonna you know two groups that are gonna uh, animals that are going to cater to both right you know, breeders and then casual and, yeah so there is sort of a, a an intersection there um but it just you realize once you you know you, you start, and you go through the growing pains, and you realize just what is involved after experiencing it firsthand, and that makes you kind of rethink what you do the following year, Right, and you grow from there, and then over time, you kind of find your own routine
2: mm.
1: of what works for you, and you go from, you know, you, you go from there, and you adjust it as you need to. You come to find after breeding something for a few years that you kind of don't, you know, it's not, you're not really as interested in it as you were, so, you, you know, you find something else that you're, you're anxious to do, mm. um, <clears throat> like... I know your list and my list of stuff that we'd like to do eventually is is crazy long. Oh yeah, um, like you know Amazon tree boas. I've always loved Amazons. Oh, I've had yeah. a few over the years, but you know it, eventually I'd love to breed those. Mm-hmm. It's not gonna be anytime soon, but yeah. you know that is on the on the docket of, of stuff I eventually you know, sure. want to get into.
0: My my probably my biggest one uh, is future stuff is definitely uh, the rough scale pythons. Yeah, I think I gotta put that as my my number one kind of more exotic type Mm -hmm. type animal i want to get into in the future um even though they are becoming a little bit more popular now they're still i've i think i've only seen i've only seen a handful for sale online Mm -hmm. in places um i've never seen one in person you know honestly um but that's something i I definitely that's something i definitely want to find i think they'll
1: they'll they seem like they're kind of starting to be more available. I've seen more yeah. lately through the groups and stuff, so I think they're they're kind of starting to spread out a little bit between mm-hmm. collections. So eventually, it will be a thing. It might be another couple of years, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Same with scrubs. Even though, that you know, that's that's the whole niche thing, though. Mm-hmm. You know, not everyone's gonna want rough scale pythons. Oh yeah, not no, everyone's that, gonna that, want yeah. scrubs. But you have <laughs> those hardcore, yeah. those hardcore Morelia guys, and the, you know those. That applies to anything. Yep, me, you, know, you have those me. circles. <laughs> you know, you got the guys that are hardcore into, you know, Grey Band Kings and oh, yeah. the uh, the Mexicana stuff. And you have the guys that are hardcore into their corn morphs, hard, mm. uh, guys that are hardcore into gargoyle geckos, jahuas, leeches, stuff like that. Even though, I mean, I'm going to find that a lot of the – a lot of people doing cresses and stuff, they usually have, you know, a lychee or a pear or right, know, yeah, some yeah, Chahuas yeah. or, you know, gargoyles. So I mean those kind of all come together in sort of like a, a package deal, but
0: But every, everybody's got their got their <laughs> Everyone's thing. Everyone's got their thing. Yeah, that's you know, and for me it's Morelia, but it's carpets specifically. Yeah. You know, it's uh you know, there's gonna be things that branch off of that. But, you know, everybody's got their thing. Everybody's got their what they want to work with Mm -hmm. and sometimes it's for some people it's a little bit more rare like i'm sure there's people out there that just want rough scaled pythons you know um but you know it
1: really just depends on the person i couldn't i mean i honestly i couldn't do just just like specifically one group you know like i i i love my my bairds rats too much to you know i've thought about should i get rid of the bairds you know to focus more on the chondros and it's like every time i look at them like i can't like right. I gotta keep them. They're yeah. just it's so like <laughs> small projects like that, yeah. you know, that are yeah. satellites sort of like your main your main stuff that you work with, Right. Uh, you know. Like I have some corns. I just enjoy corns. Yeah, you know, they're mean. they're absolutely nothing. Nothing spectacular or difficult, but like smaller species that are super easy to keep like that. Like, you know, Western Hognoses, I told you, yeah. I wanted to get into Western Hognoses for a while. Oh, I yeah. don't want any yeah. morphs. I literally just want a paranormal. Yeah, yeah. And I can't find any. Like, what? <laughs> really? Dude, it's weird. There That's was some at the Columbia show last year, the year before, the guy was selling them for like 35 bucks a piece and they were babies. And I'm like, I should have picked up a pair or a trio when I was there. And I didn't. I thought about oh. it and I passed. And now I have like. I've seen a few normals around, but the, right. pe- what people want for them is, seems kind of steep to me compared to some of the morphs and stuff. Right. But, I mean, I you know the morphs are cool, but I literally just want a pair of Western Hognos. Yeah, yeah.
0: I, I used to have a pair, man, and I almost kind of regret selling them. Um, I've always been I've always been a big Hognos guy. Mm-hmm. Like, when it comes to I've never parids, kept them, but they look like a lot of fun. They man. are so cool, man. I tell you what, though. Don't get bit. My female latched on mm-hmm. my finger one time in a feeding incident, and... Uh, that was the most painful bite I've ever taken other than the the rattlesnake I got hit by but you know that's a that's a whole nother uh, we'll another category that that's a whole nother category um but uh no, hognose eggs are really cool, man. I loved my hogs, mm-hmm. and I've actually been thinking about trying to get back into them, but I keep on remembering that I... Yeah, I, I that's spend, the hard thing. It's I want to so spend all my money focused. on carpet pythons. <laughs> yeah, I go through that, too, where yeah. I'm like,
1: oh, man, I see... Uh, it would be so cool to have You those. know, I see something that I've <laughs> wanted for a long time, and I'm like, oh, I want to get some of those, and then I'm like, uh, no, because... I'll probably end up getting rid of them after, you know, a year yeah, or so. Yeah,
0: like that. So I'm like,
1: uh, I, you know, I'll, I'll, I want to focus more on these. and
0: Right. Like, that was me with that retake, yo, know, a mm-hmm. while ago. It's like, you know, I, I, handled, I, got, I got to the handle fever. a big retake. And I was like, man, I think I want one. I think yeah. I want one. But, you know, I had to sit back and think about it. And my dad was also like, yeah, don't do that. I've gotten so... I've gotten <laughs> a lot
1: better at, at taking time to think about things before i oh, jump yeah. into them though like, hon- I honestly to,
0: i haven't i'm not very good at that yet it's, but it's I'm, I'm getting there i'm learning kind of the hard way it's just oh, keeping your eye on the prize yeah you gotta keep your keep your focus straight you know and you gotta know what you want Um, and obviously, you know, I, I do, I do believe you have to, you have to learn a little bit, you know, if you think, you know, you want to keep a species or something, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, get, start working with them and, um, see if you like them. And that's, you
1: know, I got the adult chondros and, you know, I had them and, you know, there's always that little, little part of you that, that, uh, you know, wants to be like, oh, I just found out I have a pair. Like I need to pair them. Right. And there's, and then you have to like, kind of you know reel yourself back in and say don't yeah and so you know i've i've kind of teetered around i'd like to pair mine up later in the year yeah i'm still t- I, I think i will but it falls in that category of like if you go into a contra group and you're like i just paired these up and you're asking all these questions people are gonna be like why clear, you, pa- yeah, you, you pair clearly don't know what, you, what yeah. you're getting yourself into so it's like right. it's really stepping back and taking the time to decide if that's something you really want to do, if you should spend more time with the species, right. um, it's just, it's something you really have to ask yourself. Uh, cause it's also, you know, there's, if you're breeding, you're also taking your animal's health into consideration. Right. Um, breeding them too young could, uh, you know, have health effects on them. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just that it, it, you got to really think, you know, is it best for the animal? And they, that's a whole nother ethical question of like breeding right. in captivity. Like, should you yeah are you that's, are that's super animals, debatable and animals able people could ready? go back and forth all day about Absolutely. that whether you actually should be breeding animals in captivity or not because you're kind of forcing it in a sense right um but i mean that's that's we're not even going to touch that yeah, <laughs> yeah it's <laughs> but, uh,
0: obviously we breed animals in captivity so yeah like you know, we can't really talk much
1: about that so. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i see I i get both sides of it oh, at the yeah, same time it's like sure. you know it's it's it boils down to right, if you want to do it do it animals. if you can yeah. do as long as you can do it the right way and i
0: you know i i look at you know instances um to where i've heard of people having carpets that are 20 plus years old still breeding mm-hmm. like how can you go and say that breeding in captivity isn't healthy when that animal has That animal's 20 plus years old and it's still breeding. Mm -hmm. How can you tell me that, you know, because I started breeding it way back when, it wasn't healthy for it? Like, that animal has lived absolutely to its full potential of life Mm -hmm. and it's done absolutely fine and is 100% healthy. Yeah. Like, I just, I didn't
1: want to be that guy that went and, you know, rushed into. To breed oh stuff. yeah no no, no i no, wanted no, no. To, yeah, i wanted sure. to make sure that i had plenty of time working with the species you know yeah that, doing the reading and the research on you know whatever i need yeah. making sure i have every you know incubators and stuff you know ahead of time which i still yeah need to i still so, need to get hunt one down that's
0: something i need to do so before the season. That's, it's just
1: you know <laughs> you gotta be prepared right
0: prepared for what you're gonna get because people are gonna know when you're not absolutely you have to have a you have to have some type of Some type of plan Because You know You're You're messing with Lives here You know That's an animal's Mm -hmm. life That you know That you're That you're creating In a sense And uh, you have to be prepared To take care of that Mm -hmm. Because you know That's that's not cool. If it's not cool at all, if you have a bunch of babies and then all of a sudden you can't take care of them, yeah. you know, you you did this, you know, you in a sense you made you made these babies with you know by putting these snakes together. Yeah, you made you you made that yeah, happen. That you, would have not occurred made, yeah. on its own when exactly. they're in cages like that. You exactly. Exactly. So you have to be prepared to take care of you know, <laughs> ten to twenty little mm-hmm. mouths to feed, man. Like you gotta you gotta be prepared for that. And stuff. it's
1: funny because you're gonna have people that are gonna be like, yeah, you should totally do that. Yeah. And then when you have cuz they're like, "Yeah, you should totally do them. Like are you going to buy one?" Yeah. You'd be like, no oh, probably not." And it's well, like then then don't stop then trying to yeah, live vicariously through me, me and
0: yeah. don't tell me to do it. <laughs> um, yeah, man. It's uh it's one of those things. Um people really There's hate. a lot of thought that just goes into the yeah, whole thing. Yeah, yeah. It's it's sure. just
1: not something you should just decide to do overnight on a on a whim yeah put some thought
0: into it before you decide to really pursue it put some thought do do a lot of research Mm -hmm. man you know that was that was one thing you know that I'm kind of glad you know my parents didn't let me keep snakes for a long time because it made me do a lot of research Mm -hmm. so I could show them you know what that I knew that I could take care of an animal so you know that that's just kind of been stuck in my head of if I want to get into an animal, I need to do a lot of research so I know I can take care of this thing, and um, I really feel like everybody should do
1: that. Um, and going on a, a mini rant for a second, that also pertains to the the bane of our existence, but possibly like something that's good for the hobby, being these Facebook groups, is the people who buy stuff and then go in the comments and like any care tips would be appreciated. Like Fuck I just man. got this, any tips? Yeah. And it's like. I really, I try so hard not to be a total asshole and go on there and just post (laughs) post a link to Google. Yeah. I'm like, you have the internet. Yeah. This has any information you would ever want to know about anything. Yeah. Literally right there. It takes 30, not like, it takes five seconds to type in care of you know, insert whatever.
0: Right. And I do understand in a sense going to people I've worked with the species for a long time because yeah, there's going to be a lot of general care information, but there can be little nitpick things. There can be small things know, that, that that you probably that just, won't will, find it, that will easily. just enhance your keeper. Right. It's not something that's going to make or break you, but it's something that would enhance. And that's one thing. In that case, I think I would go to a a big breeder, a trusted breeder, and say, "Hey, are there any like little? I know the basics. Yeah. I know what to do, but is there? What any, do you like? What is is brand thermostat so, do you prefer? Yeah, yeah. Is there anything not so common? Who do you get your racks from? There?
1: Yeah. You know, what little, size tubs are you using? Exactly. You know, what do you use to treat mites? Like. You know, what is your, what is your personal preference for these things? And exactly. that's, I'm completely okay with that. Yeah. But it's, you know,
0: it's the general, how do I take care of this? Nine out thing. of 10 it's
1: times. Like, it on. is literally, I just bought this.
0: What do I do? What do I do? Yeah. It, no.
1: And it drives me nuts. Cause it's no. like, you have Google.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: And I think a lot of it is just, you know, it's not necessarily people just trying to like you're not trying to piss anybody off, but for whatever reason they want like an answer that's catered to their situation. Right. And it's like, that's fine. If you've gone through and read a bunch of stuff, like you've gone through Google and you've looked up, you know, you've searched through Facebook groups or forums or, you know, different websites, whatever. Like it's fine. If you've searched up this stuff and you just can't find the answer you're looking for, like that's no big deal, Mm. but that's probably not going to be the case. Most of the time they're just, they just, they're lazy and they don't want to use Google or they don't want to, They don't want to look it up and do the work.
0: No, you have to, you definitely need to do your research before before anything. And I get, you know, seeing something that's that's a good deal, and you want to pick it up right away because you think it's cool, but or it's cheap. Yeah, but you you really need to put the animal first, rather it, than it your just own selfish desires. In the contra groups, it,
1: it happens a lot. Oh yeah, I can People, Oh, I just went with... to the pawn sho- yeah. shop, the pet shop, and yeah. it was like, oh, I just you know, I just saw this condra. I saw this awesome little red snake, man. Yeah, and so I just cool. bought it. And he, can you guys tell me what to do with it? It's like that. And that, a lot of the contra that guys, guys are me, like, man. they'll kind of light up a little bit. And like I said, I mean, I feel bad when they, they get people to light them up, but at the same time, it's like, you really shouldn't have done that.
0: Yeah. It's, you know, especially with a species like chondros is, you know, even though they're not a hard species to keep, they can be specific, you know, and if you yeah. don't, if you don't do things right, that animal's going to suffer quick. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's not, eh.
1: and the it's same goes for the lightly. people that, that go to Petco and say, oh, I just rescued this, this, uh, this boa from Petco or PetSmart or whatever. You know, yeah. the pet store. <laughs> and it's like, you really didn't, though. Like, I understand you're trying to, like, you're trying to do the animal a favor and help it out, but, like, buy it's tough, because, yeah. like, it's like quicksand. Like, the more you struggle, the more you do it, the, the quicker yeah. you're going to go down. 100%. Like, they're just going to replace the animal. Yeah. It's just, they're going to have another one in just, there just in next week and... that's just going to be in roughest shape. Like, you're not, it's, they mean, not that they, I don't mean to say, they like, the animals don't mean anything to them, but. It's inventory. No, no comment. On I mean, that. that's not every store. There are people that work at these big chains that actually know what they're doing and actually do care.
0: Oh no, I meant the other side of that. Yeah, I, but I really, like I really time, feel like, like a lot of those that people animal don't care. That animal a serial
1: number to yeah, that company. That's, uh, that's a profit margin. That's, I, I can't.
0: I honestly can't stand chain chain pet stores. Um, even though I, I I worked at PetSmart. But while, while I'm I'm not afraid to admit that I did, I did, but I did, um, I did everything I could to Mm -hmm. better the care for those snakes, you know, and all the reptiles really, if there was something wrong with anything that I saw, I went straight to my manager and was like, Hey we need to get this fixed yeah. now. Like we, we can't sell this animal. Mm. You know, I, I did that multiple times of, Hey, there's something wrong. We need to fix this it. needs
1: to be off the shelf.
0: Um, and I really wish there were more people like that. in in the retail pet store, you know, mm. from chain pet stores, but
1: it's just a bummer. Cause you know, really like is. I understand they're trying to do the right thing and they're trying to help the animal. Like I'm not yeah. going to fault them there, but like you really need to put some thought into that before you just go and buy it. Cause then, you know, a lot of yeah. like the red tails and stuff, people buy them when they're little and they're like oh you know I'll I'll get a bigger cage for it as you know once it's there and then the time comes and they're like wow this thing's actually really big and I can't really handle it I need yeah. to sell it and then it you know it goes on craigslist or whatever
0: right um and yeah people everybody think you know with especially with the bigger snakes like boas and carpets and you know the big big snakes retakes sperms. Mm. um like you just said you know i'll get i'll get something bigger you know i'll cross when, that bridge when, when i come to yeah it's like which you, is fine yeah like, like when it's you, you little little to. like, like that's obviously okay, you're not going to put it in a four foot long cage when you don't want to
1: wait until it's seven feet and in a 20 gallon aquarium yeah, to where like, it you, like can't even move and you're like oh hmm. Yeah, you I have to be you should have got that cage a yeah.
2: couple
1: I, I, months ago. Personally, when ago. I
0: was getting into carpets, you know, I had all small stuff. Mm-hmm. Um stuff that weren't going to need big 4 foot cages for a long time, but I was researching everywhere. Mm-hmm. If, all right, where where can I buy cages? Who should I buy right. these from? And Who's going like, to give me the best price? Who's going to be the most the the most quality like I read reviews I read everything you know I did all the stuff research what I wanted in a cage and you know just being prepared for and now I'm buying cages yeah. you know it's uh it's something you have to be prepared for you have that's, to think about yeah, it it's the same way with the green trees yeah. like
1: I know those little ones at some point or I'm 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 now now that I'm the, the PVC cage thing, like Mm -hmm. I know eventually they're going to need those. So I'm mentally preparing myself for somewhat of a timeline of, you know, at this point, they're probably going to need to be moved into those. Mm -hmm. Um, so just know, like, I know that eventually I'm going to have to spend some money on some PVCs. And
0: one thing that I'm going to try and do, hopefully, if I ever get to a point where I have extra extra cash, but if I have extra cash, even if I don't need a cage, yeah, I'm just going to get one yeah. just to have it because I'm going to need it eventually yeah, for rather something. Rather have it and not need it
1: than need it and not have it. Exactly.
0: Because it will get used at some point. Mm-hmm. That's the thing about reptiles is you're always changing. You're always moving. You're always getting stuff. Well, that also affords dead, you the opportunity, too, of like, you have that ready yeah, if you come exactly. across something that's really nice and You want it, you're right. ready to go. Exactly. So I've got an extra. If you got an extra four foot cage laying around, you don't have anything for. Mm-hmm. It. All of a sudden, you come across an insanely cool, nice breeder female yeah. that that you could use. Mm-hmm. Like, boom, you can pick it up. Ready. You're ready to go. Yeah. Um, rather than it's having the, to having scenario. to go order, you know, some big cage and keep the snake in this, you know, little tub mm-hmm. for you know a month and a half while you wait for you know your cage to come in. You know, you've got it ready to go. Right. You know. Always have, it's not bad to have extra stuff, you know, obviously you have to have the money to buy stuff you don't need mm-hmm. right then and there, but it's never bad to, to have it around. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, know, you gotta, you gotta think ahead, man. Um, For certain.
1: But, All right, dude, well, we're at our, our hour mark. An hour? Really?
0: Yeah. Wow, well, time flies, man.
1: Um, anything people need to know? Anything exciting going on? Anything? Mm. Any closing remarks?
0: One thing I do want to add in about uh, last week's episode, um, if anybody caught it, I do apologize. Um, I I did make a mistake when talking about feeding blood pythons. I said they need to be fed average-sized meals once a month. Um, I heard myself say that, and I didn't think it was right. I had a bit of a brain fart, and I was getting my species mixed up. That is for carpets, blood pythons. They need to either A, your biggest blood python, needs to be fed either a a medium rat once a week or a large rat every two weeks that is what i've read from your experienced breeders and everything um so i just wanted to clear that up in case anybody heard that and called me out on it in their head you mean
1: to tell me i was wrong you said something wrong yep on the internet yeah i I did i did that
2: makes you a terrible person blasphemy (laughs) that's (laughs) Yeah, don't kick me off the podcast. They're gonna but, start
1: um, burning my house down. Oh god.
0: <laughs> well, let's hope for that. But uh, I, I, I do apologize. There you go, being human again. Yeah, man. Uh, I can't Freak. help it. Freak. I
2: can't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna need but, you to not yeah, do that yeah. anymore.
1: Yeah, I need you
0: to just. Uh, I need just you to be right, right on all the, everything all the, all the time. All the time. Yeah. I need you
1: to keep like google open yeah I, yeah so that we can research like type these things in yeah. as we're saying them so oh, we yeah. can validate all of it
0: yeah absolutely because obviously because i got one thing <clears throat> wrong that means everything i say is complete crap
1: yeah no please so. do understand that this <laughs> podcast is like almost entirely our opinion on this stuff yeah, right. and it is you know that's that's this is especially episodes like today like this is this is the how we see it yeah this is all Um, opinionated this is what i would recommend to anybody who wants to start a business yeah anything care wise that we talk about is what we would recommend Mm -hmm. um
0: and that's that's why do
1: your research even if you hear us say something seriously go to google and double check just don't don't just take our word for it get as many opinions and as much information right. from as many different people as possible
0: cuz obviously if and somebody had adult bloods and they heard me say oh well you need to feed it once a month i would have i would have just screwed you you know i, I do apologize <laughs> I don't for that think it'd be and, that serious, and yeah, i don't but, think it'd be that serious either but um, dude yeah, I was I was getting my speech mixed up. We uh we recorded that episode pretty late, and I, I we was did. I was a little tired. So wasn't
1: our usual spot here at the kitchen table. Um, it was in the gecko room yeah. in a telephone booth. Yeah, so and that's oh, what it I was, felt
0: like. I was so busy looking at his green tree pythons, I, uh, <laughs> I got I got mixed up. So, but yeah, so just uh just want to throw that out there and tell everybody that I, I was wrong and I do apologize, and uh, uh, not not to do that. So
1: well, I don't think I have anything. Um. Follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Palmetto Coast Exotics.
0: Same here. Follow me on Instagram and Facebook at JLB Morelia.
1: And we will see you all next week. Peace. Deuces.